What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Football Fanatic Podcast, your source for the latest NFL news, projections, and analysis. My name is Jacob Gallopo, and today we are going to be talking about the NFC East. We're going to take a look at what they've done this offseason, who they've signed, who they've not signed and allowed to walk from the team, um, and how this is going to affect them in the long run. We've done this for five divisions already. This is the sixth one, and then we'll have two more to go. Today we're talking about one of the best divisions in the league last year, the NFC East. Uh, Redskins, Eagles, Giants, Cowboys. The Giants and Cowboys both went to the playoffs last year, and the Redskins almost did as well. So this is a very good division, and it's hard to say um, with how good these teams already are and with um, the uh, somewhat lack of free agent moves. It's hard to say that it's going to end up very differently, but we're going to dive into that, and let's start now. We're going to start off our discussion with the Washington Redskins. Um, they were pretty active in free agency, got a few guys, but they also lost a fair amount as well. So let's jump into it. Uh, one of their first moves, uh, they franchise tagged Kirk Cousins uh, for the second straight year. They were unable to get a long-term deal done with him. Um, next year, if he gets franchise tagged again, he'd be set to make $35 million, which means it's likely that next year he will either have to sign a deal or he'll have to go to another team. I don't think they're going to franchise tag him for that much. That's way more than anyone else is making. Um, so that's with Kirk Cousins. Uh, second move, they re-signed tight end Vernon Davis. Uh, did pretty well for him for the team last year. Um, was a great blocker. Uh, obviously, he used to play for the 49ers, so we've seen him there, and we saw how good of a pass catcher he was. Um, we know he's a good blocker again, so a very good all-around player and good for them. They signed wide receiver Terrell Pryor, who had kind of a breakout year last year with the Browns. It was his first full year as a uh, pro wide receiver as he's a converted quarterback. Um, so he's coming off his first his first good year, his first full year, um, and did fairly well. So he signed a one-year deal now with the Redskins, so uh, he still has stuff to prove in in their minds, which is fair. So one-year deal for them. They signed safety DJ Swearinger, who, um, from what I can tell, didn't really seem like a very good fit for the team. Swearinger is more of a a run run stopping safety, whereas the Redskins needed more of a pass defending safety. Um, and that's not really the role that Swearinger fills. So we'll um, have to see what their plan is for that. They re-signed defensive end Ziggy Hood. Uh, they signed a bunch of linebackers, guys like Chris Carter, Zach Brown, Will Compton. Hopefully they'll find someone in there that'll work for them. They signed wide receiver Brian Quick from the Rams, who's a young guy, um, probably looking to make the jump this year. They re-signed running back Chris Thompson, who was their third down back last year, uh, and did pretty well for them there. Uh, they lost wide receivers Deshaun Jackson and Pierre Garcon, which uh, I remember hearing the news that both of them had walked um, a while back, 
and I was very surprised by that. Um, the, the Redskins had one of the best passing attacks in the NFL last year, and um, that was kind of spearheaded by these two guys. They were both 1,000-yard receivers last year, and losing them both in one year I think is going to be really hard for the team to overcome. They also lost nose tackle Chris Baker, who was one of the better nose tackles in the league, a big guy who was really good at uh, plugging up run holes. Um, so they signed nose tackle uh, Terrell McLean from the Cowboys to replace him. And McLean has been quietly one of the better nose tackles in the league. Um, we're not sure if he'll be like Baker. He's definitely a different player. Whereas Baker is more of a bigger guy who's filling up the holes. McLean is more of a um, little bit smaller, more athletic nose tackle. So they'll have to change up their scheme. Um, and then uh, it'll have to be seen whether it works better with him or with Chris Baker. So what does this mean for the team? Well, um, obviously the wide receivers took a blow, as we just talked about. Deshaun Jackson and Pierre Garçon both gone. Um, so, again, uh, it's going to be hard for the passing attack to overcome that. Um, but the team does still have Jordan Reed, and assuming he can stay healthy, that is another big part of their offense. They still have Kirk Cousins, uh, maybe not for long, but they do have him. And then uh, the two guys that they lost, uh, they did replace with Terrell Pryor and Brian Quick. So um, two young, speedy, talented guys, um, different roles, but they are two... Uh, fairly decent players, uh, and we'll have to wait until the season starts to see how well they really fill in the shoes of Jackson and Garcon, but at least they did make an effort to uh, fill those holes for Kirk Cousins in the offense. Uh, again, the nose tackle was replaced, um, and it'll be a different scheme, but that'll be uh, something that will affect their run defense and their pass, their pass rush. Um, and then all the linebackers that they got, um, their run defense was not very good last year, so they're looking to get some new linebackers uh, to help with the running game coming up and plugging holes and stuff like that. So we'll have to see uh, which ones of them, if any of them, uh, end up making an impact on this team. Uh, they did get a bunch, I believe four of them. So that's really what the thought is with their team. Um, overall strengths and weaknesses, uh, I think even though their wide receiving core is different, I think they do still have enough explosiveness on their uh, passing wide receivers and stuff uh, to still really have um, a good passing attack in the NFL. Maybe it won't be as good as it was last year, but I still do think that it will be pretty good. They still have Rob Kelly at running back, um, so assuming he stays the way he was last year, or maybe even improves. Uh, he was he was pretty young, so um, hopefully he gets better. And yeah, their offense I think is still gonna be pretty good. Um, and again, uh, the games are pretty much gonna rest on their defense. Um, whereas last year they were not good. Hopefully for them they will do better this year, but um, don't really see enough differences in the team to really see a reason that that is going to be the case. So overall, um, the team really, uh, while they have replaced some pieces, I don't think they've really done anything 
to add to the team and to add to the skill and the talent. So I don't really see them doing much better this year and possibly a little bit worse. So I'm thinking they'll probably finish either third or fourth in the division. Moving on to the Philadelphia Eagles. They did not do a lot this year, but the the moves they made were pretty big ones. So let's talk about them. Uh, they signed wide receiver Torrey Smith, who uh, played for the Ravens originally and has played for the 49ers for the past few years. Didn't do much over there, but he's still a very good deep threat, and I think that's something that Carson Wentz really needs. Obviously, uh, Wentz and his receivers struggled a lot last year. Uh, they started off the season 3-0 and and then ended up going way downhill from there. I don't remember what the end in their record was in the end, but it wasn't very good. Um, so uh, I think the, probably the biggest issue with the team was their wide receivers. And they had what, Nelson Aguilar, uh, Jordan Matthews, um, not guys that you would think um, – Number one receivers, I mean, Jordan Matthews, I believe, what must have been their number one. Uh, and he started off all right, ended up kind of dropping off the face of the earth and didn't do much. So I think this is a good addition for them, along with the next one, which is signing wide receiver Alshon Jeffrey from the Bears. Um, another big, uh, big-bodied guy who can go for the deep ball, the, the jump balls, um, and he, um, while inconsistent and he does have his injury issues, is going to be a great, great target for Wentz to throw to this season. Uh, they also signed quarterback Nick Foles to back up Carson Wentz. They signed defensive end Chris Long uh, and traded for a defensive tackle Timmy Jernigan, so shoring up that defensive line. Uh, they signed running back LeGarrette Blunt, who led the league in touchdowns last year with 18 um, so he's a big pounding back. Uh, last year they had Ryan Matthews in that role, um, looking like they're going to move to LeGarrette Blunt for this year, um, along with uh, some of their other guys like Wendell Smallwood for uh, the other um, the other downs. Probably Blunt will be more of a third down and short yardage player, and then Smallwood, uh, Sproles, guys like that will take the rest of the the rest of the work. They extended tackle Jason Peters, who has for quite a while been one of the best offensive linemen in the league. And then they also signed guard Chance Warmack, um, who is, I believe, 26 years old. Uh, and he's helped to make their line very, very young. Aside from Jason Peters, who's now 35, uh, everybody along the offensive line is around 26, 27. So uh, young guys there and... Uh, open for development so I think that their their line has really gotten a lot better this year so overall it looks to me like the Eagles focus this offseason was get weapons for Carson Wentz and protect him and that's really what they did um, as we looked at they did sign a few guys along the defensive line but overall they're really just surrounding Carson Wentz with a lot of talent uh, they got the they extended Jason Peters and signed a new guard Chance Formack, so helping that offensive line get better. They signed Legarrette Blunt, who's going to help uh, in the short yarded situations, making sure that they get that first down, that touchdown, in the in the red zone. Um, 
So a great move in that way. And then the two wide receivers, Torrey Smith and Alshon Jeffrey, are two guys who are really going to help, like, a lot. I mean, the the <sighs> drops were such an issue for this team last year. I'm pretty sure they led the league in drops. Um, almost, uh, obviously, Nelson Aguilar uh, became kind of infamous for dropping passes. Jordan Matthews, I know, had a lot of drops. I had him on my fantasy team, and he was very inconsistent. Um, so... Overall, I think that uh, the Eagles coaching staff really did a good job in getting a lot of weapons for Carson Wentz to use, as that was something that was a big issue for the team last year. And uh, another team that hasn't really done much for their defense, but uh, this team actually did have a good defense last year. I believe they were top 10. They were higher earlier in the year, and I think they dropped back a little bit as the year went on. But uh, they did have a good defense and now their offense is going to be much better. So I think that the Eagles are going to do uh, pretty well this year. They'll definitely do better than they did last year. Um, but again, because of the strength of the division, I'm not sure that that's going to put them past some of the other teams in the league, uh, or in the division, I should say. So again, I think this is the team that's going to finish third or fourth. Mainly the biggest thing with the team is just going to be developing uh, chemistry between all the offensive players and all the new pieces that they've got added there. Moving on to the Dallas Cowboys, uh, last year's um, NFC East division champs, 13-3, and made it to the divisional round of the playoffs with the first round bye. Um, so let's see what they did this offseason. They re-signed running back Darren McFadden, a solid second string uh, running back who... Uh, Apparently, has had it in the depth chart of Alfred Morris, who I thought was the second string, but it sounds like Darren McFadden is the backup. Uh, they extended tight end Jason Witten, who obviously um, one of the greatest tight ends to play the game. Um, getting a little older now, but he definitely is a great leader for the team, um, and I think that having him in the locker room really benefits them. Uh, they signed offensive tackle Byron Bell. Uh, they signed defensive lineman Stephen Paye from the Bears. Uh, and obviously, one of the bigger storylines uh, of the offseason was uh, Tony Romo and Dak Prescott and who was going to be, um, what they were going to do with that situation. We knew that they didn't want, um, they weren't going to put Romo in front of Prescott um, with the way that Prescott played last year. That was... That was a debate then, um, and Prescott was still good, so there's no reason they'd put Romo in front of him. So really, this the, the question was, was Romo willing to stay on the team as a backup, or would he try and get traded? And if he got traded, what team would he go to? Well, turns out um, he didn't go to another team. He didn't want to be traded, or at least Jerry Jones didn't want to trade him. So uh, Romo retired. And now he's going to be a broadcaster, which I think he he definitely has more of a chance of success than Jay Cutler, who also got signed as a broadcaster this off season. Um, but I think he'll be fun to fun to see. I think he'll be good in this new role of his. So um, I'm excited to hear him commentating games and see how well he does. Uh, the Cowboys also signed cornerback Nolan Carroll who um, 
I don't know much about, but um, they definitely needed to get someone after the loss. Both cornerbacks, Brandon Carr and Morris Claiborne, their two starters from last year, along with safety J.J. Wilcox. So uh, they're back. They're secondary. The back four, um, they've lost three of them in free agency, so they got Nolan Carroll to replace one of them at least. And then they also lost tackle Doug Free and guard Ronald Leary, which is going to hurt. Um, as we as we know, um, the Cowboys are famous for having one of the best offensive lines in the NFL, but now they've lost two pieces to that. So what does all this mean for the team? Well, um, with the re-signing of Darren McFadden, they lock up their backup running back who might end up being the starter at the beginning of the year it looks like possibly um as some of you probably know Ezekiel Elliott has been uh in some trouble with the law um and it's yet to be determined whether or not he's actually going to get suspended a lot of people are saying he's still innocent but the investigation is yet ongoing so um if he gets suspended then Darren McFadden will have to start out the year for the Cowboys so they locked him up. Uh, good move for them. Uh, good value for Jason Witten, who, again, one of the better tight ends, and they didn't have to pay very much for him. So that was good for them. Um, my biggest concern for this team is their secondary, who, as I, as I mentioned, is significantly diminished. Um, they lost three of their four guys who were starting there last year. Um, and they, I know they drafted heavy, uh, they got three corners in the draft, but um, it's generally not good to have to rely on young corners to fill the spot of veterans. Um, so without the time to develop and practice and learn playbooks and studied film and stuff like that, um, obviously it's going to be harder for these young guys to be successful when they're kind of thrown into the starting role right away. Um, that's my concern for the team, and also uh, slightly for the offensive line, but not as much because I think they'll still be just fine. With um, I know they did sign uh, some other guys to replace them, and um, while they may not be as good as the ones they're replacing, I think the overall strength of the other members of the line will be enough to... Uh, overcome that Tyron Smith and Travis Frederick and guys like that so I think they'll be okay there um, but again my concern for the team is the secondary and I think uh, ultimately that is going to end up being the reason that they finish second in the division that's right Cowboys fans I'm sorry to say this but I think the Giants are going to win the division this year and here's why um According to their moves, uh, released wide receiver Victor Cruz, who uh, signed with, I believe, the Bears. Uh, they released running back Rashad Jennings, who hasn't really done a whole lot for them. Uh, he ended up getting injured last year and not playing very much. Uh, they franchise tagged Jason Pierre-Paul, who has done, he hasn't been as good since he blew up his fingers, but uh, he's still been pretty good. Um, they signed wide receiver Brandon Marshall from the Jets. Signed offensive lineman DJ Fluker, running back Sean Drawn, and then quarterback uh, Geno Smith from the Jets. So he's going to stay in New York. Uh, granted for a different team, but he still gets to stay in state, I guess. And generally in the same area. So uh, why do I think the Giants will be better? 
Well, uh, they have a better secondary. Um, their secondary is one of the best in the league. Uh, they were last year. They will be again. Uh, there's a lot of talent in that secondary, and I think, uh, and in just the defense overall. And ultimately, that's what's going to put them over uh, the Cowboys. Um, as they say, defense wins championships. And uh, with all the the losses that the Cowboys have had this offseason in their secondary and in their defense, um, I don't think it's going to be enough to overcome the Giants, especially now that they have Brandon Marshall on their team. Obviously, he did not do very well for the Jets at all last year. But I think that's partly due to the inconsistent quarterback play. Ryan Fitzpatrick um, obviously was not good at all. Um, so I think that having um, a better quarterback like Eli Manning, who's throwing them the football, I think that he's going to find a lot more success. And uh, obviously they already have Sterling Shepard and Odell Beckham Jr. with him. So now they have three solid receivers um, for Eli Manning to throw to, and I think that's going to make their offense even better, uh, third option. And their defense which was good, still good, and that's what's going to put them over the top of the division. That's all I've got for tonight. As always, um, if you have any thoughts about uh, some of the, the moves that any of these NFC East teams have made, or you have thoughts on how I rank them and you'd like to share um, some of your thoughts on that and how you would rank them, uh, definitely call into the station and I will play it on the air. Or if you're listening on the podcast, send me a tweet, Jacob underscore Gallipo. That's Jacob underscore G-A-L-L-I-P-E-A-U. Send me a tweet and I'll talk about it tomorrow or whenever I get the next episode up. So thanks as always for listening and have a great one. I'll catch you next time.